Oh, 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 well, 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 it's the Insert SEO Podcast, the icing on your SEO cake. Welcome to the 10th episode of this fine podcast, as today we unlock the mystery that is how Google sees keyword intent. Listen as we show you how you can determine the way Google sees keywords from an intent perspective. Oh, it's magic. I am your host, Morty Oberson. I am joined by the never bombastic the enthusiastic, but slightly dramatic, because she is from the Valley, Jacqueline Harcum. Well, okay then. Hello, hello. How was your weekend? It was good. Was yours dramatically filled, because you're from the Valley? That's um, another stereotype, horrible thing to say about it you? It actually surprisingly was. Yeah, oh, good. I'm was. glad. It was eventful. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm happy to ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get into any of the things we're going to get into on this episode of the In Search SEO Podcast, I remind you that each and every Tuesday we put out an episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. On the Rank Ranger blog, you can find it on uh, SoundCloud, on Spotify, and on, on whatnot. And don't forget, and why not, subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Ten episodes. It's, it's hard to believe I can talk that much to fill up ten episodes. You're kidding, right? You do realize last week's episode went like 42 minutes? Yeah, that, that was not on purpose. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know how that happened. That was way too long. Yeah, and it didn't um, feel long. We won't do that again. 42. I feel like my father, when I was a kid, oh, man, that man could schmooze. It used to make me nuts. You walk on the street, he meets a friend he knows. 42 minutes of schmoozing. Oh, my God, schmooze? Uh, make small talk. You are so not, so not from New York. No. Do you want some schmear on your bagel? Well, you're quite a schmoozer yourself. And you know what? I'm proud of my West Coast. I know. I just like giving you a hard time. Yeah. Okay. As much as I want to schmooze, we can't do 42 minutes again. So let us get into this by staying in-house. Okay. I'm intent on making 2019 about intent. Oh, my God. That was lame. You're lame. <laughs> I, th- I take criticism Jeez. well. Yes, clearly. Clearly. All right, that was lame. All right, okay. But I have this itch, and that itch is to get into user intent and Google's desire to meet so many of them in 2019. I do. I've made a resolution to, to do that, I guess. It's the only resolution I'll ever make, and I, I never make them. Okay. I didn't really make one, in case you're wondering. Okay. So I kicked off this year with a post, a blog post on the Rank Ranger blog about how you can crack the nut that is Google's understanding of intent. So let's get into that. It's not that complicated. It's really not hard. And it's pretty damn important. And I've, 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 I've hit on this and I've talked about this, like, you know, Google's understanding of intent and how it shapes the very SERP when I spoke at SMX last summer. You can find posts when I, I've, I've written on the topic as well. Um, but in a nutshell, how Google understands intent can either limit or create ranking opportunities for your site or for your pages and so forth. How so? You know, that's a good place to start. Because if we don't understand how Google's interpretation of intent shapes the SERP, mm-hmm. then we have nothing to work with. So this it's sort of the, the point that is the primordial soup of the intent discussion. <laughs> what a vivid characterization. You're quite welcome. <laughs> All right, let me present you with a hypothetical. I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning or in the middle of the afternoon, whatever it is your preference so when to when you want to wake up. Well, when you can wake up. When I want to wake up and when I actually wake up Seriously. are two different things. Oh, yes. All right. So in this hypothetical, I wake up. I stumble around in the morning. I contemplate the meeting of life for a while while I drink some old coffee sitting on the couch. And I type the, the keyword phrase, the plane, the plane, into Google. And what do you think I get back on the SERP? What in the world kind of query is that? What? Fantasy Island. The plane, boss. The plane. The plane. You, oh, 
man. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. Fantasy Island was a TV show from probably the 70s. I think maybe the early 80s. I don't know. I watched it when I was sick as a kid. You know, you're off from school, and in the middle of the yeah, afternoon, of the Price is Right is on, and love Fantasy the, Island. I, I okay, love Price is Right. The Price is Right. You're the next. Okay. So when you type the plane, the plane, which is a famous TV phrase yeah. into Google, I would expect to see tons of sites and even maybe some surf features related to the classic TV show, yeah. Fantasy Island. But let's say, for some inexplicable reason, that Google decides or decided that users don't mean to find anything about the TV show Fantasy Island when they type in the plane, the plane, but rather they want to know about real planes. Who makes planes? How did a flight start? Where did flights start? How do you book a flight? All sorts of things about actual planes. Now, what do you think happens to Ricardo Maltuban, oh, who was the star of Fantasy Island, and all the results about Fantasy Island? No but idea. for your Star Trek friends, Ricardo Maltuban is also con. Okay, forget that. I clearly do not watch a lot of TV. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. clearly. Or you watch really horrible TV. <laughs> I heard that. What, what, what is the latest uh, drama on um, whatever <laughs> soap opera Definitely. you're watching? I actually just uh, see. Watch. I know you knew you would watch soap operas. No, I don't watch soap operas uh-huh. actually at all. Okay, well, I'll ask the question again since we okay. diverged from our point. Okay. And again, no forty-two minute thing. Yeah. I'm going to edit all this out. Stay okay. focused. What happens to all the results around Fantasy Island when you search for the plane, the plane? If Google no longer thinks that the plane, the plane has anything to do with a TV show, but has to do with real planes, what happens to those results? I, I don't know. You think, well, they're gone. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> looking at me. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Like, all I hear is a you, plane, a plane, plane, okay, plane. You type a plane. in the plane, the plane. Most people from the age forty and up would associate that with a TV show. Okay. Okay. Google most likely would put. I haven't searched for it, but would put TV show yeah. related features and results. At least something. Okay. Now Google uh, something about that for yeah. sure. Okay, but let's just say, in our hypothetical, Google says the plane, the plane has only to do with real, actual airplanes. Yeah. So all of these results about Fantasy Island, mm-hmm. the TV show that Google used to show, now that they've changed their mind about this, would just fall off the face Vanish. of the surf, yeah, right? That's not fair. They're gone. Uh, it makes sense, right? They changed the way they understand the, the query, the plane, the plane. Mm-hmm. So anything about Fantasy Island is gone, and everything about real airplanes is in. It's on the surf, okay? Right. Or take the keyword airplane. Let's go with the same thing. Okay, airplane. Do users mean the classic comedy airplane? Don't call me Shirley. Or do they mean real airplanes? Let's say Google shows results for both, which they do. Okay, this one I actually looked up. But then Google decides users don't care about Boeing or Airbus or Delta or United. They want laughs when they type airplane into the search bar. So all of the sites related to actual airplanes will no longer rank. Wow, that's pretty significant. Yes, and I wonder, and people have talked about this. I know the guys over at Stone Temple have talked about this. But I wonder, and I am in wonderment about why this does not get more discussion. But that said, we can obviously see why it's important to know how Google interprets a keyword from the lens of intent. So then how do you do that? How do you know how Google looks at a keyword from the lens of intent? I'm going to break this down for you all into three easy Steps. How exciting. It is. Okay, step one. Before you do anything, I want you to find a keyword. Reach in deep into that bag of keywords that you have and find one that's representative of your overall campaign. Okay, this can be a general keyword. It can be a specific keyword. Whatever you want so long as it represents your overall keyword set because no point in finding an outlier and getting nothing in return for the research you're about to do. 
Like what? Well, let's take the trolley to the land of make-believe and pretend we're a distributor of all things outdoors. Camping equipment, hiking boots, climbing shoes, whatever climbing shoes. <laughs> well, climbing. those aren't essential. I guess it's a real thing to, to climb, climbing. right? You yes. can't just climb in your Ugg boots or slippers. People wear us to wear the Ugg boots? I'm currently wearing them right now. My wow. feet are cold. That's nostalgic for me. Yes. Okay. Okay, so you take all of these. Okay, if you're running a campaign about camping equipment, you take all these keywords like hiking boots, or climbing shoes, and tents or whatever. So let's you, you take these one of these keywords as part of your core and you run it. I mean, you search for it on the SERP. So I played around with this. I've done this. I've put on this extensively in my, in my post, but I'm going to use another example just to give it some variation. So I play with a whole bunch of things about camping equipment. So I search for camping equipment. And I get all sorts of neat stuff from local stores, right? So you type in camping equipment to the SERP. You get back some lo- a local pack with some local stores selling you camping equipment. At least I did when I ran this. You also get sites where you can order camping gear. And you get a site, one site at least for this query, that offers me equipment tips. So let's deal with the latter two of the three intents that I got back. Okay, we're going to forget local for a minute. Okay, so I got back sites where I can order equipment. And I got back sites where I can actually get some tips on outdoor gear. So when I ran this, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> 10. Ha, 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 ha. Organic results on the SERP. You can tell I have little kids because I still do the count impression. <gasps> yes, sir. My kid, by the way, my two-year-old, he says cookies like Cookie Monster. <laughs> okay. Cookies. He literally says that oh for anything. God. It's hilarious. Okay. <clears throat> so you, there were 10 organic results on the SERP for camping equipment. Nine out of ten offered me a site to buy the camping equipment, and one of them offered me some tips. Hmm. Okay, so this being the case, let me make a point here. If I'm a site that offers camping gear or camping equipment, and I know this, like nine out of ten sites are going to be a commerce site, uh, one is going to be a tip site, I may or may not want to actually spend the time writing tips. Hmm. Obviously, that's in a vacuum. You should write, if you're that site, you should write camping tips or camping gear tips, whatever, because... Uh, well, for the least of which is because it offers you more variety of keywords. You'll rank for different things, okay? But also it makes you more of an authority. It gives you uh, it gives your users a, a sense that you care about their overall experience. You should definitely do that besides for the fact that only one site out of these 10 offer tips. Okay, but in a vacuum, for just for this reason, just to rank for this keyword, if the only, this is the only keyword in the whole world you want to rank for, you may not want to write a whole post about tips because only, only one site on the SERP ranks for tips about camping gear. But how do you know if this ratio of tips to commerce sites reflects the keyword set overall? Hmm. Well-placed and timely question. You don't. Hence step two. Okay, so now that you realize what the intent breakdown looks like for a query type, right? In our case, we saw some local, we saw a lot of commerce sites, and we saw one informative site, the one that offered us tips about camping gear. Okay? We need to know how this looks for more and similar keywords. Why? Well, to find some patterns. So keeping with this example, I would search for keywords in my set like uh, best outdoor gear, outdoor gear, buy outdoor gear, hiking shoes, buy hiking shoes, best hiking shoes. And I would see, okay, is there something related to best? Is best perform differently in the SERP than buy? Like best outdoor gear, what kind of size do I get for that? Buy outdoor gear, what kind of size do I get for that? Buy hiking shoes, do I see something similar to buy hiking uh, boots or buy outdoor gear? Do buy queries show something different? And I would record the ratio between commerce and info sites or commerce or whatever site. What you might find is something like more complex products come with more informative sites on the SERP. I had this with software products. I read a ton of product queries and I found that software products, 
right? Those SERPs contain many more sites showcasing the best software, meaning the top five best software products you can buy that aligns whatever. Like uh, top best uh, accounting software, if that's what you're searching for. Or some sites help me choose between the best software. So if I type in uh, accounting software, so I would get sites offering the top five best accounting software products you can buy to make your taxes awesome. Because taxes are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that makes a lot of sense. Like, why would you need a site to help you choose the right folding chair? I mean, software yes. products are often impossible to figure out which one's the best one. Right. Okay. Exactamundo. Okay. <laughs> Good one. Exactamundo. Nice yeah. In our case here, okay, with the outdoor type of keywords, you know, the gear keywords, camping gear, hiking gear, outdoor gear, whatever it is, 100% of the keywords with best I, I'm a, I didn't run this, but I'm telling you, are going to show with more informative sites on the SERP because that's part of the intent. You want to know which ones are the best. Here, hiking boots, we search for hiking boots, we get nine commerce sites and one info site. So again, just like we got with camping gear, we got nine you know, sites where we can buy camping gear, one where you can get some tips about camping gear. When we search for hiking boots, the same thing happens. But if you search for best hiking boots, Okay, you get the total opposite. You get nine review sites hmm. and one commerce site, which was Amazon. And it was, by the way, it was brilliant what they did. Okay, so Amazon, and this is, okay, this is why what I'm saying about intent pays off. Amazon created a page, almost like a faceted page, for their best-selling hiking boots. Meaning, it made the page look like a review page, but really, it was a commerce page. Nice. It was brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so they knew there's a commerce intent, there's a review intent, we want to call it that, and they combine both. Okay, so in step two, let's just sort of summarize, we found a pattern of what intent looks like at the subcategory level. Which types of keywords show which site type ratios relative to the type of keyword or product or whatever my site may deal with and is related to. In other words, camping, I'm sorry, equipment gear, camping equipment, whatever, comes with, okay, one informative site. But when I put in best, now I get a ton of reviews. Hmm. When I put in buy, I get a ton of this type of site. Buy camping gear gives me a bunch of tip sites, let's say. I didn't actually run them. I'm speculating. I'm just making it up. It's an example. To see what I actually ran, you can go to the blog post and you can see what I actually ran. Okay, but if you type in best hiking boots, you're going to get one type of site back. Or, or I'm sorry, you're going to get one set of results back. And that may include reviews review sites. If you type in buy hiking boots, you're going to get a different type of site that shows up. Mm-hmm. So now you can sort of see how it looks at the subcategory level. For this type of keyword, even though it's about camping gear, but when I change the keyword around, there's this intent. And this type of site shows up. Right. Okay. Step three. So you could stop here. You have a lot to work with. <laughs> you do. Okay. You know for this keyword or keyword type, I need to write a review, right? If I'm writing, if I'm searching, if I want to rank for best hiking boots, I need, I must write reviews about hiking boots, okay? Because only one of the actual sites is a commerce site. But think back to our first keyword, camping gear. We did not have review sites show up. We had a site offering tips on how to choose camping gear. Meaning, within info sites, there are different subcategories. So what I alluded to in step two a bit. The, the same the same for another type of site. You, you can have different types of e-commerce sites. Okay, but in our case, we're going to deal with, with info sites. So we have in front of us and just easier for now. So you need to determine what type of keyword, if any, 
produces what kind of info site or what type of commerce site or whatever site. For example, you might find that things like hiking boots and whatnot produce a lot of review sites, like I just mentioned. Okay, The 10 best hiking boots to keep your toesies warm. Whereas camping gear comes with a lot of sites that reflect tips mm -hmm. more than best products. So you need to know which type of keyword produces which type of site, which subcategory of site. Right, with, my, with my software keywords that I was looking at in the blog post, there was a nice split between sites that compared software products and sites that discussed what to look for in a certain type of software product. Two very, very different informational sites. Now, with other sorts of product keywords, I didn't see that split. Like with uh, the hiking boot queries here, there were just review sites. There were no tip sites. Uh, best tips for buying a hiking boot kind of sounds silly. But reviews for hiking boots makes a lot of sense. So to recap, start with a keyword, see how Google parses intent, run more, and see if there are any unique patterns or subcategories of keywords, and branch out. Okay, Run a bunch of those and see to what extent, or what kind of nuances, rather, those SERPs tend to produce. Again, it's not super complicated. Um, it's just a bit of time, a bit of critical thinking, and that's it. But it's, it's so important. And I'm, I'm curious, by the way, on this topic. How many folks engage, actually engage in intent analysis as part of their keyword research? Which is why our poll question for the week is... Do you engage in intent analysis as part of your keyword research? Not just that, by the way. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not selling anything. And there's more. There's more. No, I'm not. I'm, not just that. Okay, but tell us, okay? What do you do or don't do as far as intent analysis goes? I'm amazingly curious about this. I, I highly speculate that as much as we talk about intent, 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 everyone's talking about intent. Yeah. That very few people actually, prove me wrong, go through some sort of intent analysis to understand what their keywords mean. And I'm curious how you go about doing that. Obviously, I've outlined a strategy. I'm curious to see what you guys do out there. Be very, very interested in sharing that next week. By the way, you can find the poll question on the Rank Ranger Twitter account, on my Twitter account, and everyone who works at Rank Ranger's Twitter account, I guess. I'm assuming. I hope they do. <laughs> or you can find it on the blog post where we release this podcast. So go to the Rank Ranger blog. You'll see the podcast episode up there front and center. And you can just click on the post. And one of the first things you'll see is a button to take the poll. So please take the poll. By the way, before we get to the news, we should probably share last week's poll results with you. Last week we asked, by the way, what SEO topic will dominate 2019? And you said... A lot of strong, opinionated things here. There was no real winner. I offered a few options. I think I offered voice search as the top topic, um, intense, and I can't remember the other ones because I have a horrible, horrific memory. But people had their own thoughts because I obviously had an other where you can insert your own topic. And people had their own thoughts on this one, which is very interesting and very cool. Uh, though out of the options I did present, user intent was by far the most popular. Um, I saw some people on LinkedIn list the visual search. Uh, which is, I thought was fascinating. Yes, visual search is a big deal. It's going to be a bigger deal. You see, you see Google doing as such with putting Google Lens into the image search capabilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see. Jonathan Wilson wrote, focusing on strategy over tactics. John, I could kiss you. I hope it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But this is so true and so important. I think it's vital as Google Outlook on search is getting more refined, it's getting more abstract, and it's having a much bigger impact on the actual search results, as we've discussed previously on this show. Uh, here, by the way, is the full quote from Jonathan, 
who you can find on Twitter at Jonathan B. Wilson. That's Jonathan B. Wilson. Okay, Jonathan said, focusing on strategy over tactics, money is greater than position zero. As marketers, we are so focused on what is the shiny object. Sometimes we forget to ask ourselves, what's the return we expect to see for optimizing for voice search? Which is just giving an example. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this isn't as sexy as leaning into structured data or mobile page speed but it is significantly more impactful. Quite true and right on. Really love this one, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. Again, reach out to us via the poll question, share your thoughts, and like Jonathan, Jonathan B. Wilson on Twitter, we will give you a nice big old shout out. Okay. Forgoing any sort of awesome pivot, now it's time to go take it away with the news. Jacqueline, take it away with the news. that Google Rich Results Test will now let you not just test live or sample code, but will also allow you to make edits to the code that you run the test on the fly. So ignoring Jonathan's advice completely, let's go into... <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It is, is really helpful, actually, and good on you, Google, that people will love this. People do love this. Yeah, no, they They're do. using it already. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving on. A whole slew of updates for Google Assistant were announced at CES. Users can now check into United Airlines flights using the Assistant. You can also book a hotel room with several hotel chains. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay. It sounds like, I mean. Why yeah. United? I forget. I'm not going to. I am not yeah, getting into United. I'm, I'm not going there. I, I can't go there. I forget. I, you can see my Twitter about that one. Okay. Yeah. Some of these updates I think are great. For example, you'll be able to run translations with Google Home. Great. This is perfect for voice search, running mm-hmm. a translation. but It's a live translator, yeah. might I add. So you're talking to someone who speaks, I don't know, Korean. Bottom line, boom. It's like you're at the UN with yeah. one of those headphones on that's connected to a translator. That's perfect for voice search, a running yeah. translation. That's amazing. Brilliant. The booking options, which from what I understand requires multiple steps and only begins on voice search, That's the sound of me not caring. Oh. It's annoying. Yeah. Who's going? That sound was annoying. Who's going to do that? If you could just book online, multiple steps via the voice, blah, 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 blah. Okay, remember last week we saw that voice search device users want faster access? Multiple screens and processes? It's not faster. Plus for hotels, you kind of want to see what the room looks like. Yeah, I do. Uh, so I would not. I mean, a Google Hub, this might work. Yeah. But certainly not on my phone or Google Home, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to see what that room Me looks too. like. I'm Me so too. freaked out of bed bugs. Yeah. I used to be a property manager in New York City. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, it's like a long time ago. Okay. So I'm an expert. You know what I am goes an, on. I am an expert bug, bed bug checker. Remember when we oh, go God. somewhere, which is not often with children? I rip off the, the covers. I check the mattress. I'm a. Do I'm, you have like a blue light? What is no, that? No, you, know, you, you just. Okay. Oh, For you frequent travelers, yeah. take off the sheets. Okay. You know that little like lining around the the, yeah. the rim of the bed, whatever yes. you want to call that. You know, sort of pull that back a little bit, and if you see blood spots, there are bed bugs. That is mm-hmm. You should just so you know. Okay. Good Number three on the list of the news for the week. Google recently announced that its Google Manufacturing Center feature will now offer deeper analytics, rich content, and expand its availability to more countries. See, that's a nice little gift. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives a business opportunity to really show their stuff off. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Okay. I, yeah, that's nice. All right, this one, this one is a doozy. Okay. 
Google recently tested a new feature through machine learning and its local listing and local pack that a number will appear to suggest how likely you are to enjoy that particular place and why. I, I personally like this. Um, I like when Google makes suggestions for me. It's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> like me? Yeah. So I could see why that could be a value to some users. Okay. No. It's, okay. I understand why it's a value to people. Right. Okay. Let me just be clear what this thing is. Um, right. Check it out. It's an SEO round table. Barry Schwartz covered it. it. It's a score. It tells you how likely you are. So you see, you type in pizza in New York City, you get three pizzerias back, you see their their name, their phone number, their stars, and a little score that says you're 95% likely to like this. Yeah. Right? I did that with Netflix. Okay. Okay. That's exactly my point. Right. Oh, because okay. Netflix knows what kind of things you like because the only place you can look for a movie oh, is on Netflix. Right. I mean, assuming you're not using another service, right. whatever it is. Okay. But here, okay, one, how do they actually know? Because I I could be oh, frequenting true. restaurants and not looking up in the local pack before I do it. Right. How do you really know what I like? Okay, it happens to be <laughs> it happens to be the last five times I've looked for this restaurant and that restaurant and I clicked on this one and clicked on that one. But that's not really representative of what I really like. It's okay? broad. Right. As I've stated before, how do you know Google what I'm binging on at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Two, it's yeah. a, it's a little bit creepy. Okay, like here, here's what you like, Morty. I mean, don't you don't you yeah. want some mushu pork? Yeah, no, right. I'm Jewish. I can't eat pork. Right. Lastly, before we move on, I have a last one. You're looking at me like, come on, we gotta get going. No, no. I want to know how this impacts the rankings. For example, let's say, for argument's sake, I have a great rated place. It gets five stars. It's right around the corner for me. For some reason, this, my score that Google thinks, well, I like this place or not, is not so great. Hmm. Will that get ranked lower than an equally rated restaurant that might be further away? But the score of my likelihood to like this place is greater. So That's is Google going gonna to trump or you know, overrule, <laughs> overrule the location or proximity? In favor of this new score. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. Oh, that is interesting. I think yeah. that would be helpful if Google actually told us that before they released this. Okay. Now I'm done. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. All right. Okay. Google recently announced that they would be discontinuing some old Search Console features, some of which included the crawl error section. Yeah. Yeah. They're making some changes there. Out with the old some SEOs with the are not happy, obviously. I yeah. saw something on I know, a couple of feedback pieces on Twitter. It could make dealing with migration a bit harder. Google says that no, no one uses the report anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Um, it is a bit scary because people are wondering what's next. Right. right. Time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Okay, for going pivots again. This is not my week for pivots. I don't know how. I, I'm, I'm not doing well with transitions today. It's Sunday. We have a special piece of content for you this week as we are featuring 2019 in search. Find Your Seamlessness, I love that title, by Alex Sanders of Merkel, our content of the week. Winner! So this piece was featured on Search Engine Land and was the single best piece of content I have ever read on Search Engine Land. And I am a fan of Search Engine Land's content. Obviously, that's a bit subjective, so allow me to share why I thought so. So for starters, it made me think. A lot of the points Alex brought up were points that we've discussed right here on this podcast, but the way she wrote them and the perspective she took on them made me literally stop for a second and think, ah, that's an interesting way to think about that issue. And I really like being challenged like that. And I thought mm-hmm. that's really why I thought this piece, this, this piece was a great piece to a large extent. I do not like fluff. I do not like fluff here. I do not like fluff in a car. I do not like fluff at a bar. 
I don't like fluff, something else that rhymes with bar. I don't like it with green eggs or ham. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Okay? I don't like fluff. No fluff. No fluff. This was a legit piece that didn't just offer tips, but it offered an, overall, or an overarching or over far-reaching look into the themes facing the SEO industry. Ah, what we talked about last week. Exactly. Yeah. Okay? And I felt, by the way, that every point she made was there because she felt it needed to be made. It wasn't filler. Nice. Not that you have that on search engine land. I'm not saying that. But I really enjoyed it. Okay? So on to some of the points that Alex makes because she makes a lot of them. Let's just focus on this one. Okay? So in the Alex, in the Alex, in the article, Alex talks about confirmation bias and she writes, take it away. This is exacerbated by the general public's limited critical evaluation of the information they digest, leading to a garbage-in, garbage-out problem. Good way to say that. Right? (laughs) Ultimately, the public has shifted from individuals being responsible for validating source to search engines being expected to validate information. So I definitely agree with her. Thanks. The dynamic is changing. Yeah. And probably not for the better, right? Right. Okay. But I flip back and forth on the issue of who's to blame, Google or the user. Who is responsible here? Should users be more discerning? Without a doubt. But that's not a new problem. Okay, Only the medium of info has changed over the course of history, not human nature. Mm. But I get the sense that Alex may disagree with me, perhaps. Um, She'll have to let me know. Because I believe the onus is also on Google. Really? I don't think so. Google is just shooting off a bunch of sites for you to do what you want. I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. It's it's a legit point. But can I ask, why is a user going to Google? Gee, Morty, maybe it's to find information. Mm-hmm. You mean info they didn't already know before? Because if they did, why would they be searching for it, all things being equal? Okay. Okay, so the user is in a, an admitted state of ignorance, yeah. and we're asking them to reflect the epitome of interpretation. Okay, let me get a bit Socratic about this. Okay. You go to a store, better get an open market, something like out of the um, like the Aladdin movie, Great Association. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, we're right. A fellow there is selling apples. He's got grade A. Grade B and grade C apples, grade C being total crap. Now, this fella is in a total shyster. So, when you ask him to pick you 10 apples, 10 good apples, he picks grade B. Hmm. They're so so, but he knows you won't care. Yet, you'll be perfectly content with these apples. They're delicious. Is that, a, is that an okay thing to do? Sure. They're not total crap. Uh, probably not the nicest thing, but is he guilty of anything? Probably not. Okay, let's say you found out then. Okay, you knew he had better apples. But he sold you grade B. How would you feel? Oh. Cheated, I mm-hmm. guess. Taken advantage of and uh, pretty pissed off, yo. Mm-hmm. Why? I thought nothing was wrong here, okay? Yeah. I okay, see what from you're an apple, right. Okay, you get it? Yeah. Okay, from it. an apple's perspective, nothing was wrong. You're I right, see, okay? Yeah. The commodity in question is not apples, though. Yes. It's truth. Integrity. Right. And is this is this seller of apples hiding the truth from you? And if he is, that's wrong. Yes. Okay, so while Google is offering what you want in terms of search results per se, that's well, nice, and fine, but there's something wrong about hiding the truth, something intrinsically wrong with that. And I think the mistake here is that the question has nothing to do with search. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the nature of truth, which is totally a totally different ethic than, than anything else you're going to get your hands on. I can, I can discuss from, from now until eternity, but okay, let me just highlight how truth is different. Okay, you get a new car, okay, a brand new car, and you go, you get this new car, and you want to share it with people, right? I got this great new car. Here, check it out, right? Right. Okay. Would it be wrong for you not to share that news with anybody? You know, just keep it to yourself? Yeah. You would think it's wrong to keep it? I mean, 
You don't have to share it no, with yourself. No, it's private. It's your car, like whatever. Right. Okay, so you could, you you could not yeah, share it, right? you don't need right? to publicize it. No, you don't have to. Most no. people probably will, but you don't have to. There's nothing wrong with not if you want to no. be you know, to yourself. That's okay, fine. Not. We're on the same page. Yes. All right. Okay. For once. When you le- <laughs> For once. Okay, when you learn something new, okay, you learn a new piece of truth. I imagine you just proved the world is not flat. Everyone else thinks the world is flat. Would it be wrong not to tell anyone just to keep it to yourself? I mean, you pretty much have a civil duty to share that kind of information with everyone. Right. Yeah, you'd be a pretty selfish person mm-hmm. if you didn't. Okay, so when truth is a commodity, which yeah. it is for Google, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole yeah. different ethical analysis. You can't compare it to other things, other goods or other ethics, other norms. Okay? And I think it's where I might disagree hmm. with Alex on Google's responsibility vis-a-vis confirmation bias. Okay, you can't sort of take this um, libertarian sort of Google can do what it wants. Let them show whatever they want. It's up to the user to interpret it and dissect it and, and consume it in a responsible manner, which is true. They do need to, okay? But Google also has a duty to show the truth, okay? I would love to hear what Alex has to say on this issue. She's definitely thought this through yeah. where many others have not, which is, again, why I love this article. You know what? Okay. Open invitation, Alex. Come on this show. Let's have a conversation about confirmation bias and Google's role. I would love that. Okay, so if you're out there, wherever you are, reach out to me and we'll set it up. And again, foregoing pivots, let's get to the lighter side of SEO. Seriously. (laughs) Terrible pivots today. Not bad. Oh, I usually have something. Whatever. Okay. Here is your SEO fun send-off question. Jacqueline. What wonder of wonders do you have in store for us today? Okay, I'm not going to lie. I was really stuck on this one. So I got a little creative. Okay, if oh boy. Google were a high school student, like what group? Group. Or like click. Okay, click. That's a good word. Okay. Yeah, you know, we're all in a click or something. You are a part of something. Mm-hmm. So what would Google have been a part of? Okay. Um, so I'll go first because it good. is my ridiculous question. <laughs> So my answer was, if Google was a high school student, Google would for sure be in the mathletes or like the debate <laughs> team, you know, but like Google, Why? but Google, I don't know, because it was interesting to, to Google, you know, it was part of his personality, his or her mm. personality, but I could also imagine Google like ditching class being like, I don't need this crap. Like I know everything <laughs> oh, already. Gosh. Like I don't need this. I'm smarter than all of this system. Anyway. All right. Do I have to on. answer? I mean, it's a good question, but yeah. I have to answer this. Obviously. Let's hear I it. I hated high school. I loved it. Mainly because I figured out a way to get out of it, well, most of it, and go to college without smarty having to do pants. it. Yeah. Smarty pants. Uh, much smarty pants. So you Cre- know what? Like Google. Creative pants. Creative pants. Creative pants you know like what? Google. That is like Google. Yeah, so that's my answer, actually. Okay. okay. Like, okay, Google wouldn't be part of any group. Okay. They just leave and start their own high school because they know everything. <laughs> Nice. Right? No, that is. They, would, they would start their own MIT because they course. know everything. Google's like, ah, I could, I could want better okay. you. Good. Okay. I will play to a cliche. I will. I'll play your game. Okay. I'll play your game. Play it. I'll play it to every cliche out there. Oh, God. After spending... Google would open up its own school. I still hold by this. Okay. But only after spending a year in the AV club. The mm-hmm. audio video club. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, where all the dorks hang out. Yep, not where I was. In every, in every high school TV show. Okay. That's where, like, the dorks hang out. I didn't watch in the TV, AV club. I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. We didn't have an AV club in my high school, so... <laughs> no. 
Well, you high didn't even school. go to high school. I haven't thought about high school in a year. I did go. To, I did not go to high school at all. I just told you I got away. I figured out a way to get around a so good chunk of it. So you stayed in high school. And no, 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 I got. I'm not going into my high school history here. Okay, okay? high school. Right. I haven't thought about high school in like years. Okay, I didn't think about high school when I was in high school. High school. Oh my god! And that, that 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 that's it for us today. Okay. I'm ending. I am just ending this yeah, monstrosity literally. right yeah. here. Okay. By I the don't way, want to know. New tool. Nice new tool coming out this week from Rank Ranger. I'm just saying, okay, because this show is part of Rank Ranger's content. Look for it. It'll be out there. It might already be out there by the time you're listening to this. Awesome, awesome, big, big new tool. So until we meet again, this is the In Search SEO Podcast. So glad you can join us and listen to us and put up with us. It's In Search because we're all in search of something. Have a good one.